Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. No music. <laughs> no music today, Daddy Vance. <laughs> oh, wow. Do you want to give it another go? There. There, there we go. go. Oh, <laughs> turn, turn the volume up. Oh. There's a reason why I thought you, the music didn't come through because you looked across the table and saw the ridiculous hat <laughs> that Rat has got. What is that? I've just Honestly, put it on over my headphones. Is that a fedora? It doesn't quite work. It is, he walks around the office, listeners, with this ridiculous hat on. Not ridiculous. At your son's graduation or awards ceremony the other night mm. at school, which he got, what, vice captain? Vice captain, yeah. yeah. Of, 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 yeah. Yep. It's such a great moment for you and Chloe. Beautiful moment. But you wrecked it with one of the worst hats I've ever seen. I mean, uh, your wife needs to dress you, pro- unless she is dr- dressing. If she is, shame on you, Chloe. She likes it. <laughs> you know you know who was sitting just down the aisle from me in that? Who? Baz Luhrmann. You're a bruiser. <laughs> Mate, he so was. What, so what's, what's Baz Luhrmann? Is his, his son, kids son goes to the Same school. Mm. Wow, yeah, how about they, that? When they shot Elvis, they stayed here. Did mm. they really? Yep. You know his wife's got nine Oscars? Like costume and like she's yeah she's yeah, a, she's got more Oscars than Baz. <laughs> He's made some pretty good money. Nine Oscars. No, mm, welcome crazy. to our our regular listeners through the Super Radio Network eleven seventy six ninety three on track and fanatic and if you're listening on the app and New Zealand listeners welcome to the show for a Tuesday night Sats and Rap for Sports Day and of course our partners Kia and World Gym Australia improving lives through fitness. Now get involved in the show anytime like you do each and every night. And we see Glenn's got in very early. Rooster Muzz's got in early as well. I'm expecting a lot of feedback tonight, and I'm going to get to why very, very soon. 0457 736 736. And if you're in New Zealand, it's pretty simple. Double eight, double three. And also, if you want to call up, you like the sound of your own voice, 1300 01 1170 if you want to chat to us about anything. It may not be anything we're talking about on the show. You may want to raise something with us. Baz liked the hat too. Baz Lerman? Yeah, he well, he's, a li- he's, got, he's a little bit quirky himself, <laughs> hey, old Baz. You've got to get yeah. it out there, you know. You're not on the same level as, as <laughs> no, Baz, I'm just no. telling you, okay? No, I know that. Yeah, Crystal Ball Predictions, that's one of Daddy Vass's segments that he's created again. for. He just creates all these segments for himself, doesn't he, Daddy Vass? Mm. The dual toolkit depot is just based around where you think 
a club or a player may be in 12 months' time. Is that well, it? Well, we're going to ask Rad about the Sharks next year. Okay. He's a big Sharky fan. Big Sharky man, we'd say. Where are they going to be in 12 months? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Rightio. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll and talk now, about Rad, it. Rad, are you okay, Chris? I'm just, I mean, you're about to go on another big break. I'm going to take my break now. <laughs> it's I'm very start throwing <laughs> stuff at you. <laughs> It's been a big two days. So I will funny. say, I've been pretty stressed, as you've noticed. Um, the last What's going days. on with your trucks? All I keep hearing about no, is trucks breaking just, down. What's oh, going on? I had an air conditioner blow up at the start of the year, and I got it fixed, and now it's blown up again. And I'm getting blamed for it. I'm like, I, I didn't do anything. Do you get your hands dirty when truck tires need changing? Mate, I, like I did change a tire this year. Yeah. Front tire. Uh, like, if they're back tires, you can sort of limp them to the. What's it cost for these big trucks for a tire? Oh, 400 bucks or something. So, so Matty Peterson, your former yeah, Titans. He's very helpful. Mate, he's a tie man, isn't very he? Very helpful. Yeah, sideshow mm. Bob. The boys know Matty very well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. now by popular demand, Steve from Dubbo, keep your pants on. Oh, so excited. Joining us tonight. Now, I've, I've got a preface. We did we did talk to this man earlier on uh, this afternoon before yeah, the show. It was the only time he had available. But Parramatta legend and potential. We are... On the train, and we're signing the petitions, and we're handing them out around the community. Parramatta legend Brett Kenny, Bert's oh. going to join us on Sports Day. What a chat it was, too! Outstanding. He's oh. just such a he's such a humble guy, too. I, did, I didn't want it to end. Sats. I know we could have gone I, for another I, half mate, an hour. There was so much more in our questions, but we've only got so long. I know. I want to talk to him about the Challenge Cup final I in know. 1985, and he had his hands in his pockets before the game when the one of the royal family came out and the commentators were saying it was rude from the Aussies. Oh, you know, no. it's, uh, he's just such a laid-back guy, uh, Bert, and he's enjoying life on the Central Coast at the moment. So, mm. yeah, that's going to be coming up in segment two. We're going to put it across two segments, actually, segment two and segment three. Great idea by Daddy Vass then. Bert saturation. I like it. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, Steve from Dubbo says, ooh, I'm <laughs> too nervous. Oh, I'm in heaven. I'm too nervous. I'm in heaven. <laughs> No, it's, it's not going to disappoint you, listeners. It won't. These are. It won't. And we do talk to him about the immortal discussion. Don't how, give it away. Well, how important is it to Don't him? Don't give it away. I'm going to – well, I asked him. I said, I listen, still, do you want to be one or not? Hook and tease Tell us, Bert. Do you want to be one or not? Yeah, we did ask him that. Yeah. Uh, the, the response was interesting. Exactly. Exactly. Mm, uh, and I like your response as well. Well, well I'm just – I'm interested, like – You've got Rooster Muzz here. He's just texting. Con Worm and Rattus. My 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 greatest kangaroo side of the last fifty years. It includes one Brett Kenny. You've got Billy Slater, Brett Morris, Brett Kenny, Steve Rogers, Eric Groth, Wally Lewis, Andrew Johns, Ron Coop, Bradley Clyde, Bob McCarthy, Arthur oh, Beaton, Cameron <laughs> Smith, Glenn Lazarus. His greatest kangaroo side of fifty years. He says now Rattus, your old man side. He was my favourite. Non-rooster player, but geez, Bert wasn't far behind him. Geez, he could play. Brett Kenny was. My, I'll tell you, uh, Rooster Muzz. Brett Kenny was my favourite player. Like my old man was dad. Yeah, you were a para fan, weren't you? Oh, it's tragic. Yeah, tragic. See, my my dad was dad as well, but mm. I just wanted to be Bob McCarthy, right? Which used to piss him off. Oh, no well, mate, my old man used to get the <laughs> mate. He, he, he clipped me over the year when I was sitting in the dugout screaming for Parramatta. <laughs> oh, love the rat, yeah. Dunny says. But bloody hell, he can Bruce. <laughs> Yes, well, he can. It was a, it's a good story, though. I'm yeah. just, I look down the aisle. Oh, there's Baz. Hey, Baz. How are you? So, you see, you're the sort of guy that's going to try and position yourself in 
like a cameo appearance in one of his next movies. Well, he you did, are that he, up front. He, he did say that he liked my cameo in Crooked Business, and I was a big chance. If it, listeners, if you don't know, grab yourself a copy of the movie Crooked Business. Good um, movie. Mm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm unlucky. I was unlucky not to get nominated for an aria, but um, yeah. Th- he apparently he did say <laughs> that he's thinking about making an ET part two. <laughs> and, E-T. and oh, he said, apparently you're on the shortlist. Uh, we have the good oil thanks to Cobram Estate. Premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Now, uh, if you haven't heard this throughout the day, I think it's a really good swap for, for both these clubs. About a player swap between the Sharks and the Bulldogs. Um, was expected to be finalised today. Looks like it has. Connor Tracy to arrive at the Bulldogs in exchange. So this is immediately for one of their development players at the Bulldogs, Michael Gabriel. Now, I don't know a lot about him, to be quite honest. I just know he's on under contract for the next two years at... At the doggies, um, he was part of the Parramatta system, I think, as a as a younger man. And and bulldoggy fans, tell us if you know a fair bit about him. What's his greatest attribute? All Parramatta fans, he came from the Parramatta yeah. system. So I, I, well, like you mentioned before, Seth, one thing that continually gets mentioned with him is young gun. Yes. So you think, well, is this someone that you know Cronulla are banking on to develop into something special? Because you don't give up a Connor Tracy, who's a genuine first grade footballer. For someone that you hope is going to be okay, you think Connor- you got you got to have a bit of you got to have a bit of belief. You got to have a fair bit of belief there. But Darren Mooney at the Sharks, he knows everything. He's a general about manager every, of footy, isn't he? Every player, yeah. that is running around. Um, so yeah, he, they, they would have done their due diligence. That, that's for sure. Now, I'm thinking is Connor Tracy one of those players where they have such great admiration for him? And we spoke to Toby Rudolph about him last week, didn't mm. he? That He's so popular that they just want him to be playing in first grade. And well, if he can't I'm, be a Cronulla, is he going to be one of those players they're going to let go for a couple of years to bring back, possibly at a higher well, price? Well, he's done but, that. He's, he went to South. Well, he was a South. played a lot. And that's came, where he did his knee. Came back. A couple of times. Um, his professionalism and his commitment to his craft is, yep. is as good as any player that I've seen. Um, but, but it's a big call for the Sharks. Uh, like, I, I know... I know last year they didn't want to let him go. Mm. He, he wanted a release. They didn't want to let him go. And, and that's understandable when you – when like, he's important to the team. He's, he may not be playing week in, week out, big minutes, yep. but he's important to the team to the fact that if something goes wrong, he can you can slot him in in the halves. You can play him at fullback. You can put him on the wing. You can play him in the centres. You can p- pack him in at lock. You can put him at hooker. He, could, he can cover anywhere. So he's such an important part that you don't want to let him go. Yeah. But then it comes to the point where it's like, wow, geez, are we are – we, we're actually doing him a disservice. Are we stifling this young man's career? Because a He's coach, 27 years old. Because a coach will look and say, listen, well, I'd love to let him go, but we need him for depth. We see what he did for our team when we had injuries this year. Well, well, well I remember speaking to Fitzy when I was at a, a, I was at a Newtown Jets game. Yep. And I said, how, how are these blokes? And he goes, mate, there are 10 blokes in this side that I would have no problem just whacking straight in the first grade if I needed I think they've got one That of is the, such got, a good position to be in as a club. The Sharkies have got some of the best depth, if not the best depth mm. in the comp across a number of positions. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an inter- interesting trade between both the clubs. Both the clubs, I think, have, have really lucked out here. The next question is, you know, where does he play? Does he play fullback? Does he play 14? Does Blake Taft play 14? He's originally in the halves, Blake Tracy, uh, Connor Tracy. Does he find himself in the halves somewhere? One thing the doggies have got is they've got a very good player, as have Cronulla, apparently. So... Thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested, and first cold-pressed 
in Northern Victoria. And coming up, to, up after the break, one of the greatest we have seen. Brett Kenny joins us on Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to the show. Sats and Rad on a Tuesday night. And let's turn back time on Sports Day. Thanks to BASF Termidor and Trelona, Australia's most trusted termite solutions. He doesn't need any introduction, but here he is. Neil, Brett Clark, long ball, Brett Gale. Intercepted by Kenny. Oh! Hang on, where's the opposition gotten to? Brett Kenny snatching it out of the air, as we've seen so often from him. Oh, he was great. It's so good to have him on the line here. But before we do that, have a listen to this. Can I just go through this resume yeah, with yeah, your rat please and do. listeners? Please 265 do. games for the Eels. Four-time Premiership winner. He was 2021 and 22 when that three-peat happened. Mm. He was a Clive Churchill medalist, retrospectively, in 82 and 83. Mm. 17 origins, 17 test matches, two kangaroo tours. Challenge Cup winner in Wigan in 1985. What a game. Lance Todd Trophy player of the Challenge Cup 1985. And the Golden Boot winner for the best international player of the year. In 1985. And Steve, one of our loyal listeners, will oh, be absolutely frothing be, at the moment. He'll be beside himself. Brett Kenny joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Bert? Oh, man, not too bad. Going okay. <laughs> so how's life? So we're talking to you a little bit off air. You're um, you're on the Central Coast at the moment, are you? Yeah, mate. Yeah, been up here now for oh, just on 10 years. 10, 12 years, I think. Yeah, and what? what, what so, you... um, yeah, it's been good. There's quite a few ex-parameter players up here, and and that. So um, the funny thing is, we we don't sort of catch up with each other until we do something um, related to the rugby league with Parramatta. Yeah. yeah so, um, mate, um, yeah, we, we we don't sort of see each other that much up here. You've lost your mate Sturlow. He's moved up to Port Stephens now. You're saying, <laughs> but um, uh, what what do you get up to on the Central Coast, mate? What what do you you, you play a bit of golf? You do any fishing? What what's uh, what's Bert doing on the Central Coast? Yeah, yeah, just play a bit of golf. I'm a member of Shelley Beach Golf Club, so I've only, I can walk up the top of the hill um, to the golf club, and then if I go over the hill down to the beach, so where I am, I'm pretty central to everything, got a little shopping centre mm. down the other end of the road, so um, yeah, it's, it's it's been good, so just yeah, play golf every, almost Sundays, and, and uh, just do a bit of work during the week. Beautiful. Mate. Now, mate, before we get into rugby league, um, I wanted to chat to you because your hand-eye coordination, you see it when you play, is just unbelievable. But from all reports, you could have been lost to baseball. You're a pretty handy baseballer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually come from a baseballing family. My dad my dad played for Australia, um, I think, back in the 60s. And um, back then, baseball here in Australia wasn't that big. So they... Um, they used to have like a Claxton Shield, it was called. It was yeah. a, bit, a bit like Sheffield Shield in cricket where all the states get together, play each other over a period of a week or so, and then um, they select an Australian team, and, and he, he was selected to play for Australia. And, and uh, I think they played against uh, a United States Navy team that were in, in port and whatever city the, um, 
the cracks and shield was in. So, um, yeah, they didn't sort of get to play against world-ranked teams that often. But, uh, yeah, he played for Australia. And then, because it was just a natural thing for, for me being a baseballing family, the day, you know, I was I was probably three months old. It was my first time at a baseball game. And, and um, yeah, I just started playing baseball in the summertime and where all my mates were playing cricket. And, uh, yeah, just from there, sort of that's where I think a lot of the hand-eye coordination come from was was playing baseball. Was there any thoughts made of perhaps you know pushing your way over to the US and having a crack at the majors? Oh, mate, well, back then it wasn't wasn't like it is now, and, yeah. and um, I don't think they had too many scouts coming over. Um, you know, like that was back in the seventies, and and um, you know I enjoyed playing, and um, I was going okay, and it wasn't going too bad. It, uh, one thing it did do for me is it, is it brought me, you know, what it's going to be like um, being the son of a, of a father that played at the highest level. Mm. Um, you know, the expectation that people have on you at a young age. You know, I've seen that happen through rugby league as well. And um, I guess I was fortunate to be able to go through that at an early stage. But, but um, yeah, but I, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed playing baseball, and, and um, I guess in a lot of ways, if I could have gone, got myself over to America, well, who knows what I would have been able to achieve. Mm. But back then, it was it was just uh, just play at home, and and um, you know, wasn't too many guys actually uh, got got taken over there. Yeah, well, different time maybe, Absolutely. but it ended up being rugby league, Bert, and you're born around the Canterbury region. So back then, how did it work being identified? And what I mean by that is, why not be, why not a bulldog? Well, I was born at Canterbury Hospital, but I was eventually, like, by the time I was five, we moved out to Greystones, which is a Parramatta yep. area, um, a suburb out there, and, and I ended up playing all my junior football at Guildford. Um, funny thing was, it was a, one of the guys from up a couple of houses up the road, he come down and said he was going down to try out to play rugby league, and would I like to come? And I said, oh, well, I'll go down have a go. So I went down there. I think we were eight. Uh, I think he was there for 12 months. Um, I was there for 10 years. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I started to enjoy the game. And and um, and as as you went along uh, in your junior football, they had um, different junior rep teams. Jersey Flag was one. I think that was back then. It was probably under 18s. I remember I was 16 and got asked to try out. Didn't make it. Following the year, I wasn't asked, and I'd, I'd heard there was a guy from Guildford that actually spoke to the coach, who was Terry Swift, and said, you know, asked why I wasn't asked to go over, and he didn't realise that had happened. So I got the invite, went over, made the side, and then from there, um, I was still playing at Guildford, and then eventually went to uh, what they called President's Cup, which mm. was under-21 rep mm. team for Parramatta, and I was trialling with them against guys that were trialling for uh, grade at Parramatta under 23s and after um, a weekend of trials there I got asked to go over and try out for the under 23s and um, that was at the back end of 1979 and early 1980 and I remember we I was still playing baseball in the summertime so uh, we had a trial game at Brookvale Oval and fortunately I was in the team probably the fourth team of the under-23s, had about five or six of them, and I think I hit, kicked off at 10.30 after the game, had a shower, drove out to 
Blacktown played baseball that afternoon. And <laughs> obviously, once I got graded, my dad said to me, you know, you're not going to be playing baseball anymore. So that was the end of the baseball career. Oh, well, so you t- I, I love talking to our, our rugby league uh, former players about their debuts, Burton. Just reading that your debut was that there's some some ovals I never wanted to make my debut at. In mm. the day, I didn't want to make de- my debut at Campbelltown for some mm. reason. I don't know why, but probably the other place I wouldn't want to make my debut at if I... You know, if I didn't have a history, the club, would be Redfern Oval, and that's exactly where you came off the bench and played your your debut. Was there any welcome to first grade <laughs> moment at Redfern? Oh no, not really. I actually I was a South supporter as a kid, and I remember um, I was nineteen. I was sitting on the bench. I'd played reserve grade and I was sitting on the bench for the first grade. And back then, everyone could sit on the bench. And nine times mm. out of ten, you sat there because yep. it was easier than trying to find a spot in the crowd. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, being a South supporter, I, I was hoping we won in the in reserve grade, but I was sitting there thinking it was South scored. I thought, oh, how good was that, you know? Mm. <laughs> and then here I am, get a tap on the shoulder and, and uh, went on and played outside Mick Cronin and. Um, it was one of those things, yeah. You know, it was uh, it was ironic that, I, you know, as I said, I was a South supporter all my all my lot, well, all my junior life as a as a young kid. Um, followed South, and here I was you now making a debut in first grade against South Sydney. And I've often said to people, I always thought first grade wasn't that tough, you know, it wasn't that hard. But it took me a few years to realise that playing outside Mick Cronin was a big advantage. He really looked after me. And he helped me helped me grow into in the first grade and, and grow into the centre position. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he got quite a few more knocks than he normally would have um, to look after this skinny-looking, blonde-haired kid outside him. Well, I, mate, I, I can concur with what you're saying there. My old man used to tell me many a story about the way the Crow used to set him up, make him look really good. Um, but we know you had the talent, Bert. And, um, you know, how, I just wanted to ask you, how much does a, does a man like Jack Gibson play in your development as a 21, 22, 23-year-old winning three consecutive grand finals, you know, as a playmaker, Clive Churchill and two of them, how much impact does, does uh, uh, Jack Gibson have on a young playmaker oh, in those know, times? I've, I've always said, yeah, mate, I, I've always said that, you know, Jack's probably, well, not probably, but he was the best coach that I've ever played under. Um, and it wasn't just the football side of things. It was your personal life as well and, being a young guy, um, you know, I was uh, 20, 20 years of age in 81 and you got someone like Jack Gibson as your coach and i got to admit I was shit scared when he first arrived. I didn't know what to expect. I'd heard all these stories, but he was a great man and and a very honest man, And but he was very big on discipline and I felt that was good for me being a young bloke and having a lot of this sort of everything happening so quickly, um, you know, the, the, being graded in 1980 as a 19-year-old and playing first grade that year, everything sort of happened really quickly. You can get it, you can let it get to you a little bit, and but having Jack there, that sort of didn't happen. And you know, it didn't matter who you were or what you've achieved in the game, everyone was treated the same. And and um, you know, it was one of the, well, three of the best life, best times of my life in in, um, in 81, 82, 83 when Jack was our coach. You know, we. He just learned so much, and he he kept things so simple. Mm. And that was the thing. People were very surprised when they talked to you, and they expect you to be saying, "Well, I had a book, you know, six inches thick, <laughs> full of plays, and what we had to do." And I said, "It was never like that." He 
one of the things Jack used to say to us, if we're ever on the field and we're not sure what's going on and we're in a dummy half, just pick the ball up and run to the middle of the field. That was it. Mm. We'll, we'll look after that after. Once you get tackled, we'll worry about what you're going to do next, you know. And everything was very simple with him and, and he'd often bring, at training, he would sort of come up with a play and he'd say, this is what I want to do. And we'd go through the play and then he'd ask us whether we thought it was any good if someone was in a position where they couldn't get to where they were supposed to. And So he, he was never one that wanted to dominate the players. He was always prepared to ask the players you know, what they thought of everything and... and um, yeah, just just a great man. I've always said I, playing under the coaching of Jack Gibson not only made me a better player, but more importantly, made me a better person. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of good well, men so in rugby league. There's a lot of good people in rugby league, and you know you, you can sort of sometimes you know you you see the the media sometimes and the press around the game sometimes, and you it, it's disappointing because you know there are so many good people in the game that have made such a huge impact in people's lives, and Jack Gibson. Certainly had an impact in my life, yep. um, you know, as a young man, getting to meet him uh, when he was down at Cronulla. And, uh, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's amazing to hear what an impact he's had in your life, Bert, being such a, an icon and, and um, an amazing player of, and, of our game. I don't um, know about his dress sense, Bert. Maybe I loved he, it. He used to have the big bears rug, didn't <laughs> he, the big, as the jacket? The coat and the hats and <laughs> German shepherds at training. <laughs> I used to wonder what was under those coats. So I was always a bit wary because he put his hand in underneath. I don't know what's going on here, but mm. I always remember, like, this is the type of coach he was. And you don't see it often, that often in a lot of coaches today, but he knew every player in the club and he knew everything about every player in the club. And he could read his players. And I remember one day I got out, I think it was 1983, I'd been away on a kangaroo tour. I hadn't missed a game in that season and went straight over to England and come back, didn't have much of a break. And anyway, I started playing and, and then uh, got out, out of the car training and someone come over and said, Jack wants to see you in his office. Well, that's not what you want to hear when you get out of the car. So I sort of went weak at the knees. I was thinking, oh, shit, what have I done? I walked in, he just told me to sit down. He said, I'm not going to play you this week. And, of course, I said, well, Jack, I haven't missed a game in nearly two years. And... I'd like to play. He said, well, that's fine. If you want to play, you can play reserve grade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was either have the week off or play reserve grade. I said, okay, I'll have the week off. He said, good, get your bag, go and get in your car and go home. So I don't want to see you for till next Tuesday. And so that's what I did. And, and um, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I'd had too much football. I was tired. Um, and a few weeks later, I, I remember seeing a replay of a game on TV and Bill Anderson said that, that Gibson must be pleased with the return of form of Brett Kenny. And I thought, well, that was because of what he did. And he just knew that I needed a break. Mm. Same thing happened to me in 87. And with that experience that I've had before with, with what Jack did, I knew what I was going through. I didn't have a break from the game, but I just knew that eventually I'll, I'll get through it. But I knew why I was, I was like I was. Yeah, hope you're enjoying our chat with Brett Kenny. That's part one uh, of the chat. Stick around on Sports Day for part two. And after the break, we talk about rivalry with Wally Lewis and, of course, what it would mean to be an immortal. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. 
the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Sats and Rat, part two of our chat with Brett Kenny. And Rat starts off about his battle with the king, Wally Lewis. So, Bert, 82 kangaroo tour. You're on tour with another great, Wally Lewis. He's the vice captain, but he comes off the bench and you end up playing number six. Was it an out-and-out battle for that jersey or was... Or did the coach say that, you know, you're going to start, you know, and we'll see how it goes? Or was it a battle from the beginning? Um, well, I was actually surprised. I, I must admit, I had a, I had a shock that, that I was read out as a 5'8". Um, I have thought Wally would be 5'8 in all the tests. I just thought I'd play in a lot of the club games. But um, Max Krillich said to me, you know, years later, he said, you know, it was the way you were training. Um, Wally didn't train all that hard. Um, he said that's what it was, and it impressed Frank Stanton. So, um, and also having Ray Price at lock, um, and they thought, well, Sterlow was playing well enough, so they thought they'd keep the three together, and and that's how it happened. And but um, you know, I've got to give Wally a lot of credit. A lot of people thought he would have just, you know, been dirty on me and, and not talked to me or anything like that. It was the complete opposite. You know, he always spoke to me before the game and saying, mate, just do this, just do that, don't get too carried away with things. And, and you know, like it was my first test match and he'd played in tests back here in Australia and obviously being the vice-captain, he'd had a fair bit of experience. And, and uh, yeah, he helped me helped me a lot. And, and it was um, it was great to be able to play in my first test match, you know, in 1982. And I often think back, you know, it was only... But two years earlier, I just started playing at Parramatta, and here I was now. What a special. Two years later, playing from the country. 22. Special moment. Yeah. Very special moment. So, what was it about Wally that brought the best out of you? I mean, obviously, you know, there's that New South Wales Queensland rivalry, and, and was that basically what drove you to perform? You came up against the King? Yeah, you know, I mean, he, he was the best, and, and I, I, I remember watching him play for Australia. At, in Sydney at the cricket ground, and and I was hoping that he, because everyone was booing him and everything, and I'm thinking, geez, I hope he goes all right. This is not right, you know. This bloke, he's done nothing wrong, you know, because he's a Queenslander and he's now playing for Australia. And um, yeah, I was a bit of a fan of his when he was playing out here. And, and um, but yeah, it was just just the fact that you're up against, you know, Wally Lewis, who's the best player in the world, and you think, well, here's an opportunity. I, I remember, you know, when I, I played against Cronulla and and um, played against your old man, mate, you know, yeah. and, and everyone's saying, oh, yeah, you're playing against Steve Rogers. And I said, well, yeah, I'm playing against one of the best centres in the world. What have I got to lose? I've got nothing to lose. I'm a young <laughs> kid, I, you know. And um, and it was great. It was it was good. He, him and, and the crowd were two of my idols. But, yeah, that was the thing about playing against Wally was he knew he was regarded as the best player in the world and you thought, well, give it your best shot, just play your natural game and then see what happens and, and um, you know, go in there with the attitude you've got nothing to lose, you can try things and hopefully it all comes out and, you know, in the end, yeah, we, you know, we we lost a few games early on in the series and um, in those early years but then 85 we were able to come out and win the series for the first time and so, um, yeah, it was was all worth it while, but yeah, it's only just it was because of 
he's standing in the game, you know, yeah. the best player in the world. Well, wouldn't you enjoy playing against him? Yeah, exactly. Now, let's touch on a bird. Of course, it's been uh, pretty big news over the, the last few weeks, especially the last six or seven days. So much talk at present around the immortals again and who's going to be the next inducted. Your name again is front and centre. <laughs> as it should be. As it should be. But how appreciative are you? Because it's hard for you to, to talk about yourself, it's, isn't it? Sportsmen and women, it's hard for them to talk about themselves and promote themselves. But how... How appreciative are you that there's so many in your corner that think you should be there? Oh, yeah, mate. I, 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 often, you often think of when it all comes out, you know, people are talking about it all the time, as you say, and you think about I often think, you know, geez, if ever I do get become an immortal, the first thing I'm going to have to do is thank everyone on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it just yeah. seems to be on Facebook, everyone. Everyone say, yeah, he should be an immortal. Now I see Ron Coot, and, you know, I think, well, I can't disagree with that. Um, I guess, yeah, it, it's it's nice to have people think that you're at that level and, and you've done enough in the game to, to warrant being classed as an immortal. I know people bring up the fact that, as we mentioned a little earlier, that um, I replaced Wally Lewis in the test matches in England, um, and he's an immortal. Uh, and then also Mal Meninga in 86. Um, I played in the centres and Regine Miles. Um, so <clears throat> there's an argument there. But uh, look, you know, I, I, it's it's obviously good to have people mention you about it. Being an immortal, it, I don't know, it may happen. Um, I honestly believe that they, they should have done it in, in decades, say 60s to 70s, and team players that played in that era, pick four of them, and then 70s to 80s, and, and done it that way. Um, there's probably a lot more players that I think, you know, weren't being an immortal that probably would never get mentioned. So, and they're players that played years before me. Um, but, yeah, as I said, it's, it's a, always a, a great honour to think that people think you've done enough in the game to warrant being at least mentioned. I like that. Being immortal. I like that system. Well, I said that not last bad. night, Sats. You know, mm. I mean, we, we need to, it's just, we're not going to get it right until we do it in blocks. Like, yep. it's like this period, this period, like, it just becomes too convoluted. Yeah. And like someone like Brett Kenny, who should have been an immortal years ago, it, it, now we're questioning it. Like, you look at the resume. Mm. Like, it's a given. So, Bert, can I ask you this? Is it is it important to you to be named an immortal? Oh, mate, sometimes I think, yeah, it'd be nice to do it. And then I think, well, what, is it going to make any difference to my life, you know? You think, well, is it something that you go, well, geez, if I become an immortal, this will happen and that'll happen and that'll be good? Um, or you just, I guess you just don't know. I mean... Um, People will always have their opinions and, and if you don't, if it comes out that I don't get it or say Ron Coote, who everyone's talking about at the moment, if he doesn't get it, there will still be people who will say, in our eyes, he's, he's an immortal. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I often wonder, you know, if I did become an immortal, would my life change? or And if it did, how will it change? Maybe it will, maybe it won't. I, I guess I won't really know the answer to that until um, they name the next immortals. Mm. Well, you mentioned Ron Kurt. Like Kurt, I think he's a victim of John Raper being in the same era 
and exactly the same position as well. Now, do you think maybe that you've been a victim of the same scenario, that, that Wally's the same position, the same era? Oh, look, I, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of players that have gone through the same situation, you know, um, playing in, in certain areas where there's been so many great players and they've only picked one or two from that era and then moved on. And you think, well... I mean, I, I always argue the point. If people say, oh, you know, that was that was the best era. People say, oh, the 80s was the best era of the game. And I think at one stage they were talking about you can only have one or two players out of each era. And I'm thinking, well, why? Yeah. If, mm. if the 80s was regarded as the best, obviously you've got a lot of quality players. How come you can only pick two? Why not just pick the best that you think they are and put them in if they're worthy of doing it? And um, I, I just, you know, I, I just think that that's what's happened to a lot of players, a lot of former players, was that the era that they've come in was so good there were so many quality players, but they didn't want to put too many from that era in, maybe being frightened of people saying they've been biased or whatever. But mm. I just regard, I just think that if that was an era where they had so many quality footballers and they all did, and they deserved, we'll put them in. Yeah, mm. yeah, I agree with that. And do that, and and um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of guys. I look at, folks, I look at a, a guy by the name of John Sattler. I. You know, I used to love watching him as a kid and I, I often think, you know, how come he wasn't wasn't yeah. named? Yeah. Why, why wasn't he put in? And he's probably because he's come through that era where there were so many mm. quality players and, and he picked one or two. And, mm. yeah, it's know, it. It, just, it just makes it hard. I don't know how else they're going to be able to do it, but I've always thought that if they did it in, in um, decades or whatever... And, Maybe pick four, maybe more. I don't know. There's definitely going to be a lot of players that will miss out that people will argue should have been an immortal. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, let me tell you, Bert, I, I think your life would change um, and, and I, I think it would be for the better because you'd be honoured for what you've done for the game and and not just for the game but around the game too. I, I know we've talked about this before, but I met you when I was about five years old. You were my hero. Now, so can you tell the story to the so, listeners? Yeah. So, so yeah, and I, I, we talked about this, Bert, at the 2016 Grand Final lunch. Do you remember when I when I, I fronted you at the side of the, yeah. the stage? And I said, I, I remember I spoke to you and you and then you said to me what you said to me back then. And I was like, you said to me, I could, you know, do you want to do this like your dad, mate? And I'm like, yep. And you're like, you can do it, mate. Just keep training hard and... And I was just in awe of you, you know, like, and you didn't, you didn't need to do that. You were, you know, just being nice to a little kid and, and it inspired me. Um, and, you know, you weren't just great on the field, you're great off it. And, and when you get honoured for that sort of stuff, like becoming an immortal, it's not just, yeah, it, it will change your life. It'll make you feel amazing. But all those people that have supported you along the way, they, they, they ride that way with you. Uh, I know, you know, our, our listeners like Steve from Dubbo, who's the biggest Bruce, Parramatta yeah. fan. and Parramatta. And oh, mate, they, they, <laughs> lo- they love you. And they, and they ride that wave. And, and I think you deserve it. So, you know, I, I'm if I if I had a vote, mate, you'd be getting mine. That's for sure. Well, I'm uh, signing the petition. Yeah, yeah. We're on. We're on. Yeah. Uh, mm. now, now, Bert. Yeah. Oh, mate, look, you know, I, I just think it was that time, you know, when I was playing, that's what everyone was like. You know, a lot of all the players were the, the same. You might have had one or two that wouldn't talk to a lot of people, but I think the fine majority of the guys that played during those times were always happy to talk to people and 
and and young kids in particular. And you know, I mean, I, I know I used to have people come up and say to me, oh, "I didn't think we could talk to you, you guys," you know, and we'd say, "Well, why? We're no different to you. We just play rugby league," you know. They used to say to them, there's a guy down the road, a doctor, he saves lives. We just yeah. run around and chase a bit of pigskin. Yeah, well, you know, I'll, well, I'll tell you what, Bert. no different to you, you know. Yeah, I'll tell you what, mate. You you spoke to me, but I, but but I became I was such a, a one-eyed Parramatta fan. I'd sit in the dugout, particularly like when we were playing when Cronulla was playing Parramatta. I'd cheer for Parramatta. And my old man clipped me one day. None of the Cronulla players had talked to me because I kept cheering for Parramatta. <laughs> I kept cheering for Hubert rather than the para, rather than Cronulla. I had my my Cronulla kit on, but I was cheering for Parramatta. So uh, I think there was a few back didn't, then. Didn't go down that well, mate. Yeah. Didn't go down that well. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he was a good man, your daddy. looked after me over in England in 82 and sort of took me under his wing a bit. And I learned a lot and um, he was always good to me. And as I said, he was one of my idols as a young bloke and it was such a privilege to be able to, first of all, play against him and then play alongside him. It was it was great. And I was able to do the same with Mick Cronin. So I was very fortunate. You know, a lot of people have their idols in sports and that, but just don't have the opportunity to... So either meet them or play with them, and and I was able to do that. Steve Rogers and Bert Kenny, the oh, poetry man. in motion. Mm. Hey, Bert, we could sit here and talk about your career for hours, and we want to thank you very much for taking time out to join us on Sports Day because we've had a lot of fans that have been texting and wanting to talk to you and want us to interview you. So we're so privileged to have you on the show, mate, and thank you very much for for joining us on Sports Day. Not a problem, boys. It was a pleasure. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. What a great chat. Oh, what a really, just a such a guy, eh? laid back guy, isn't he? <laughs> and can I say, Steve, thank you for all your texture. Yeah. He was just so excited. Yeah, he was. And plenty yeah. of other uh, Parramatta fans as well. Well, not, not all Parramatta up. fans. Every fan, like Rooster Muzz is just texting. He's gone, Worman Raddus, great interview with Bert, boys. You could tell the passion in his voice when he mentioned play for, playing for his country. For me, an Australian jumper has always outweighed an origin jumper. Now, Worm, you played one origin for the... I'm going to say Queenslanders. I'm not going to call them that. <laughs> as good as that was, I'm sure you would swap that for an Aussie jumper every day of the week. Right? Yeah. I'm sure you'd do the same. I, I agree. I, yeah. I mean, my Australian jumper, like, and that's why we need the Anzac Day Test match back. We'll get it. To make it. The, man, I, I hate seeing players miss out because it's the end of the season. Yeah, true. It just matters. Rabbit Borough tomorrow. The Burrow's back. Brett Kenny was more talented than Wally, but the King had charisma and tenacity. Can you remember those great players back then? They were getting headhunted as well. Oh, big time. Which doesn't happen you know, mm. over the last sort of 10 or 15, 20 years. They were yep. getting headhunted out of the game. So you had to be, you had to have your wits about you. Yeah, hope you enjoyed the chat with Brett Kenny. You can get the podcast if you missed it also. But still plenty more to come in the second hour on Sports Day. We've got things to make you go, mm, we've got the Golden Boot nominations have been finalised. The finalists in the men's, women's, and we'll cover that in the second hour. This is Sats and Rat for Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. 
building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Well, you got the button this time, oh, did you, Daddy? Yeah, found hey? it. Found it. <laughs> like it. Welcome back to the show. For the second hour, if you join us for the first time, welcome. And if you are just joining us, you missed uh, one of our great interviews through 2023. I think probably in the history of sports. Oh, because that's my favourite interview we've done. And uh, you know why? Just took me back. Why it's so sentimental, I think, at the moment is because of the current debate around mm. the immortals and what's going to happen. And he makes a really good point, doesn't he, around well, the, well, the categories, the, era. the, the eras, the, and, the decades. And how many players you can pick. Now, if that's legit, if, if they are saying that we can only pick, well, two from that era or... You know, like like Bert was saying, I don't know what the what the criteria is. Well, you think about an era that's coming up. You've got Darren Lockyer, mm-hmm. you've got Jonathan Thurston, you've got Kem Smith, you've got Greg Inglis, Greg Inglis, you've got Billy Slater. Mm. Like, who, which one of them? Which who? Which one of those miss out? Exactly, because they're all like they're th- premierships. Origins, golden boots, golden Dally boots, M's, yeah. Dally, like it's insane. Like, which one of those miss out? Like, it can't be that if they're all there. Like, I think at the moment, like you, you mentioned before, we're talking off air. Who's is there anybody in the in the game right now that's tracking uh, as a mortal status? Nathan Cleary. That's it. You said a good potentially one. Payne Haas. I think we need more forwards. To be mm, quite honest, I think potentially. And Adrian, Payne I'll read your text out very soon. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. There's, there's not. The way that Reese Walsh is tracking. Now, he's only, and you made a good point during the break with me, he's only really done it for a couple of seasons at the mm. moment. Really, yeah, two well, one seasons. one season. With the Warriors and then, yeah. and then here. Um, but the way he's tracking, if you want to compare him and Styles to Billy, he's probably ahead of Billy at this stage of his career than what Billy was at the same age. Well, I think a lot, a lot that goes into this is, is about, you know, how long can you keep doing it? Mm. And, you know, the greats did it for a long, long time. So... Uh, I'm excited to see where, you know, some of these young guns are going to be in the next, you know, Caelan Ponga could, you know, I mean, he stays healthy for the next, you know, seven or eight years. Who knows? Are we going to see maybe a lean period? It looks like, looks that way. But, you know, you could talk, like, you could make an argument for Paul Gallen. You know, you think of the amount of games he played. He led his team to a premiership. Yeah. He, he, he led New South Wales to origin victory. Against all those, against five future. potential five immortals, he's not playing against a, a, you know, and and there was only one series in that eight eight series where they where it was a three nil yeah. whitewash. So there were there were there were points in it. Um, yeah, look, it's it's a, I, I just don't know what the criteria is. That's and it has changed over the years. You know, once mm. upon a time, and it may still be that that you've got to be out of the game five years. Um, well, there is only three immortals that are alive. You. Like yeah, and 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 if Wally Lewis, Mal Meninga, and, and, uh, and Andrew Johns, Andrew Johns, and if Brett Kenny received immortal status, it would change his life. Absolutely, I he thought your be, response was perfect, Rad. Uh, it, it would change his life. He would be f- he would be going to the NRL functions. You know, he'd be making a full time living from being a, a part of the rugby league furniture that he deserves to be. Yeah, you know so. And there is arguments for, you know, the, he's some of his teammates. Um, 
Okay, well, well, on that, this is from, from Adrian. And we know that Adrian is a massive Ray Price fan. Yeah. Okay, the fact that there was a big push for Ron Coote to be given immortal status, and rightfully so, only confirms that Ray Price should be bestowed the honour now. Why? Because his playing record is superior to that of Coote. Both had similar try-scoring records, yet Price had tripled the number of try-assists and would have done more than double of the amount of work in defence. Price is the only player ever to win five consecutive Dally M position awards. Nobody has won four in a row. Ian Heads rated Price equal a mortal of Johnny Raper. That says it all. Price is the only genuine superstar in the Eels pack. No Price, no premierships. Well, the argument there is also, Adrian, is when he and the Crow retired in 86, they all talk about trying to replicate Sterlow. Mm. But after 86, Parramatta hasn't tasted any premiership success. No. And it's, it's a coincidence that, that that's the way it's, it's mm. panned out. I suppose the argument with Ron Coote is that I think what he played in nine grand finals, mm. um, one at two different clubs, one yep. two at the Roosters, one four at, at South. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, Eight I mean, it's, finals, it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those things that subjective – you know, it's um, it's 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 a subjective decision. Yeah. You know, like it's if it's just purely on numbers, Andrew Johns wouldn't be there. Yeah. Like, but I've I've played you know at the top level in both codes, you know, against some of the best players in the world. There, no one, no one comes close to Andrew Johns when you're playing footy with him and, and what he does on a football. And field. playing against him, mm. sometimes you actually. You're stargazing. Yeah. Joey. When, mm. I used to do it with Joey and Lockie. I used to find myself stargazing, watching mm. them. And when Lockie would run the ball back from fullback, I'd go, yeah, graceful he is. Oh, hang on a sec. I've got to tackle him. Go, <laughs> what about that pass from Joey? That was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a few of them go past. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this is from Simon from Balgowney. Great interview, guys. We all loved pretending we were Brett Kenny or Steve Rogers playing on the school backfield, throwing the dummy and putting the afterburners on. Really enjoyed the chat, boys. Yeah, so did we. We're getting a lot of great texts in. We'll continue to get to those. Uh, gents, this is Stormy Daniel. Great interview with Brett Kenny. He should be inducted as an immortal purely based on his humility. His response to your question, Sats, was the perfect response. Throwing his accolades, his achievements, and top of the human being he is, immortality, should be a matter of when, not if. Mm. Can't agree anymore. I remember Para putting I remember Para putting 50 mil score line on South at Redfern over one day. But Para had Sturlow, Kenny, and the Crow. We had guys like Bronco De Jura and Ziggy Nisgott. <laughs> How good Ziggy players. Ziggy Nisgott and Bronco. Like, yeah. Mm. yeah. It was, um, yeah, great interview. I, I, it made me a bit emotional, to be honest, yep. hearing, hearing what it meant to him. You know, like the, the fact that he's like, I don't know if it would change my life. He's thought about it. Yeah. He's thought about it mm. and, and he deserves it. And you know what? I'll, I'd, even though we said, and Fitzy says, Sports people don't like talking themselves up. <laughs> Except for he you. Said, Rat, you talk yourself <laughs> up every night when you're here. Um, but I like that he's unashamed at, that he thinks about it and that's important to him. Oh, just come on. Make it happen, NRL. Yeah. Whoever it is. Yep. Deserves it. Yep. One of the greatest games I've seen was round 26, 1985 against Balmain at Belmore. I had a better than a front row seat. Balmain was the f- on fire that year, and Burton Parra absolutely throttled them forty to eight. We saw plenty of that. Isn't I tell you what we talk about Price, and we talk about you know Muggleton, and we talk about Sterling, Kenny, Growth, Cronin, Steve Ella. For some reason, gets lost in a lot of that chat. The Zip Zip fan. Yeah. 
And he mm. was such, he was a little bit, again, like your face, he was so balanced when he ran. So does Stan Jurd. He gets lost in it too. Stan Jurd played State of Origin. Mm. He's actually part of, obviously, you know, urban sayings, <laughs> isn't he? The Aussie vernacular. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, sports update, thanks to Era Gear. And just on that. Any, car- any current day comparisons to Brett Kenny? Current yep. day comparisons? Yep. I've got one. Go for it. Matt Burton. Yeah. Matt Burton. Oh. Moves like him. Actually, runs I'm, like him. I'm, I'm actually going to refrain from agreeing to anyone comparing Brett Kenny because he was one of a kind. He but was. I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? The same style. Same style. It's the same style. The same, like, you know, just natural. Mm. Looks like a natural. Yeah. There's not too many like it. No. Nah. Yeah. And, and look, we, we haven't seen the best of Matt Burton yet either. And, and, and look, I'm not saying he's as good as or he's going to be as good as, but he's in that vein. He plays that style, that that sort of free – like he's a ball runner. Brett Kenny, when he ran the ball, well, Probably Matt doesn't do enough of it. Mm. It's probably the argument. Uh, if you missed the interview, like I said, uh, get it on the podcast, Sports Day, SEN Sports Day podcast, and listen to it as a whole. Daddy Vash. SEN League, it's live now. Now? SEN League. Well, you've been busy, haven't you? Mm. Hey? SEN League live now. Get the podcast now, for Irrigear, to save time and water, Irrigear is here, a sports update. Now, Rat, the finalists have been named for the Golden Boot Award. We did they see have. the mm. nominations, which are across a number of players through uh, all the nations that have played Test Footy. Now, to remind everyone, the Golden Boot is not on your season form. It's on your international form, mm. again. So, uh, for the men and the women, so for the men, Rat, New Zealand yep, players, James Fisher-Harris. And Joseph Tarpany have been fair. nominated. Yeah. For, uh, along with Kangaroos prop Payne Haas. Fair. English halfback Harry Smith. Mm. Oh, he's, he's pulling up the tail pretty quickly, <coughs> the, the, Harry. The panel that consisted of, of retired New Zealand nationals Adam Blair and Ruben Wickey, former English test stars James Graham and Adrian Morley, as well as Kangaroos legend Darren Lockyer. That's a fair list, isn't it? Mm. So who gets it out of the four? Fisher-Harris, Fisher-Harris. Tarpany. Yeah. Hustle Smith, Fisher Harris. Yeah, the way he led that coin, that New Kiwi Zealand side, pack, and also the way that the role that he plays in that mm. Penrith side is a silent assassin. Tarpany's been good this year, though. Outstanding. Yeah, very good. Now and the, the women. international women's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Georgia Hale, Melly uh, Hafanga, uh, Appy Appy Nichols, as well as Jillaroo's fullback Tamika Upton. Yeah, because of course the Kiwis. Beat Australia in that final game in the Pacific Championships. Mm, um, I think Tamika Upton still wins that. I think so. Now, she'll be the first person since Jonathan Thurston, 2015, to win the treble, which is the Karen Murphy medal. Yeah, like um, the Clive Churchill. Clive yep, Churchill. The equivalent. Uh, the Dally M. Yep. And also the Golden Boot. Mm. Hey, that's something also that I think is really flown under the radar and hasn't been discussed a lot, which is the way the NRL grand final finished off mm. behind... Broncos look like winning the game. NRLW. Oh. NRL, NRL. Nathan Cleary yep. tur- and turns Turn on the, the afterburners. You're really going to bring this up? Yeah. Sorry, hey, Daddy. Hey, man. you just keep working. Yeah. <laughs> keep yeah. hitting those buttons. Well, you'd rather be there than not. <laughs> okay. And maybe not sometimes. No. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to lose a grand final, but anyway. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, um, but the NRLW grand final rat and Daddy Vass. The Titans look like... I, I oh, thought they were home. They were home. Ten to go, they were home. Chapman had scored three. Three, yeah, and she was on fire. Tamika, what a great athlete. Tamika Upton Couldn't stop goes bang, bang. Tamika Upton is 
I'm, I'm, I'm throwing this out there. She, she plays the game on a different level. She plays the game and sees the game on mm. a different level. She's like Joey. Yep. She, she really is. Like the way that she sees the game, Just the way that she moves, the mm. way that she can position her, the players around her. Um, she is, uh, yeah, she plays the game at a different level to every other girl in the NRL. Okay, I'm going to say this. Okay. Get rid of it. That's ridiculous. Okay. Uh, that's Paul McNicholas. Paul McNicholas. <laughs> the spider. Yeah, Paul the McNicholas. Spider. Um, I think Tamika Apton, in five or six years' time, mm-hmm. both her and young Southwell, the halfback, mm-hmm. Jesse Southwell, mm-hmm. I think they could play in the men's. I'm not going to press. That's ridiculous. Oh, do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think they could play in the men's. Don't think so? I'm, I'm, mate, no. Nah. No? Nah? They're going to, no. Have you seen the size of the men? It's not, not yeah. that they wouldn't be willing. It'd just be unfair and they'd get smashed, Sats. Would they? Yes. I don't think they would. Sats. Hey? Sats. I think she's... You're trying to create some sort of headline here. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I've honestly <laughs> thought... I've thought Jesse Southwell, oh, who's, no, what, 19 mate. years of age. Mate, imagine her taking the ball to the edge and Felice Kafusi. Hey, there's been plenty of halfbacks in the men's game that have been a little bit apprehensive exactly. about taking the ball to right. the line. That's, that's exactly right. I don't think she has the apprehension. That's the thing. <laughs> well, it's not about, it's not <laughs> about being... It's, not, it's what someone like that will do to you on the edge. Uh, or uh, Big Nelson just saying, <laughs> oh, where am I going to run? Oh, I'm going to run there. What? At Jesse Southwell. So you don't think she can get tangled up I think up she'd be legs? willing, but yeah. I just think it would be physically unfair. Do you think she's the biggest clutch player then for the NRLW? Oh, Tamika. Tamika yeah. is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Jesse too. She knocked some goals over in the semi, I think in the semi, probably in the last round. Um, Against oh, the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in Newcastle, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, after the Hooter. Yeah. Yep. Now, Fox Sports reporting, it is highly unlikely – Get ready again here. You need to be disappointed again oh, here, this Daddy. This is Mace. a big, this is a big, like, just slap in the face for you, this show today. Fitzy says, stop taking drug sets <laughs> or the head knock's causing this. Fitzy, all I know is that Jesse Southwell would put you on your head. Um, <laughs> Fox Sports are reporting is highly unlikely that Kurt Catewell will play for the Broncos in 2024. Are now you we, serious? Yeah, we are serious. Now, we touched on this uh, <laughs> last night that he has been visiting... The Warriors, the Warriors facility. Well, he was over there on a holiday. Yeah, and he's allowed to, of course. This is his last year of his contract. So he's a free agent. Yeah. Are you happy or not happy mm, about that? No, nah, they need him. They need some. So what? He, so so do you, well, he'd be on a decent. He'd be on a fair whack there because they got him from Penrith. They did. Yeah, he won a comp at Penrith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They brought him up. Mm. Um, he'd be on a bit of money. Um, if they released him, it'd free up a little bit of money. They want to. They, they'd probably want to upgrade and extend Reese Walsh. Yeah. Probably give him a, a little bit of um, little little bit of room to do that. Yeah. It it doesn't look good because they've extended Brendan Piakura. Yeah. Good who player. is very good. Really right? good very player. good. Came off the bench this year. Yep. Moves amazing. They've extended Ricky. Right. Yep. Mm. They've extended Kobe. Kobe mm. Hetherington. Yeah. You don't call him Cove, Cove if you've never met him. Cove. 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 What a tosser. <laughs> I'm almost a Broncos member. Come on, boys. Almost. <laughs> no, but, yeah. but it's not stacking up to look too good for Kurt Cable. But, like, I will say, experience is key. But mm-hmm. there were some moments in that game where he looked, he looked banged up. He's had a lot What's of injuries. What's the grand injuries. final? He's had a lot of injuries. And it's on. Well. 
I'm not talking grand final. I'm just in the week, week moments during the season. Oh, yeah. yeah, he plays it tough. Pen, Brennan Pierre is a fair replacement. Oh, <laughs> I, I love I love watching him play. He's he's his defence like when he gets it right. Yeah, it's it's pretty devastating. What he's about just got that timing? When Cleary went through to set up Leota, I mean, Jack Coggle mm. went into the line and just he dug straight really deep into the line and fired the ball over to to Cleary mm. and Jordan Ricky. On that right side, he come flying, flying up. In. Kurt Cable got sucked in. Yeah. Sorry, no, no, not Jordan Ricky. Um, Kurt Cable got sucked into Liam Martin. Mm. He just come out of the line and clear. He picked him off and went in behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think he'd be a big loss from a, an experience point of view. Great for the Warriors. Yeah. Outstanding very, for, very, the Warriors. for the Warriors. Well, they've lost. They've lost Curran. They have two's mm. gone the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. who were their who were their different style rollers? of player? Who the Warriors? They're back rowers. Yeah. Mm. Curran sort of came off the bench at times. Um, Akura. No, not Akura. Uh, Niakura. Yeah, Niakura. Marada Niakura. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Who was the other? So Kurt Kate will be the other back rower. Mm. Yeah, there was mm. Bailey Sirenin. There was a, That's a right, group Bailey. of them. But yeah, Marada's one of the Parramatta really miss him. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Have you got a gu- have you got an orchy bottle with a bit of garden hose hanging out of its sats? I love Jesse, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm banking it. From no. enough of you fan of the game, Sats, get off the gear, Budster Sats. <laughs> What's his space, Budster? And 478. Anyway, that's Irrigear. Offers expert advice, better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. This is Sats and Ra- Actually, no, we'll get to a community <laughs> announcement before we get to a break. And a quick community update thanks to Firecoat. Be alert and prepared this bushfire season. Now, there's no current warnings in place, which is great news. Please remember... Still have your bushfire survival plan in place. And if you want to get any warnings online with the New South Wales Rural Fire Service, visit rfs.nsw.gov.au. The community update is brought to you by New Fire Coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions available at Bunnings Warehouse, Daddy Bath. I just had a thought. Yeah. If Capewell does go. Mm. He's gone. No, not yet. He's gone. Does this open the door mm. for Corey Oates to finally get a gig in the back row? There you Potentially. go. Well, it's part oh. of his Potentially. Yeah. What about so, He's played mm. a lot in the back row. Tell what you what. Sorry. <laughs> what? There, there was one play, I think it was against the Seagulls at Magic Round. Mm. Uh, Reynolds got the ball. He looked to the left. Did you say bail? Ball, ball, bail, <laughs> ball. Say ball probably. Ball. Ball. He got the ball. He got the footy in his hands. Looked to the left. Yeah. Oates came flying around. On Big an angle. sweet play. Mm-hmm. And he just popped up on the right, popped the ball up straight through. Mm, yeah, mate, mm. mate. Oh, Corey Oates is a great player. Need great some player. more of that. Mm. Need to see some quick, more of quick, that. Quick text before we go yeah, to the yeah. break. Sats, um, Mikko from Thomas talking about Stanley Jird. He said, "There's a great story that Jake Gibson once asked Stan, what do you do 400 metres in?'" And Stan answered, "In my car." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Are you are you pair on the Hong Kongs in there, Rooster Mustard? <laughs> Oh, I wish sometimes. Well, I, I'm not. I, I, they, no, none of the women are playing in the men's. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Mm. Um, and it's not no slight on the women. It's just there's a reason there's a women's comp and a men's comp sats. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. They can step up. No. Let's get to a break. Sats and rats for sports day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment.
We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Can you get some Aussie crawl? You don't know what who Aussie that? crawl are. What is yeah. that? That's the fly, U2. That's one of oh, Woody's yeah, favourite songs. Oh, the yeah. fly. That was um, of Zoo Roper. Yeah, massive the Zoo Roper. Yeah. Can you get some Aussie crawl? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a famous Australian yeah. band. Okay? I know who Boys they are. light up. Oh, how good are they? Mm. Mm. We've got plenty of texts basically accusing you and I to be on drugs. Not because, me. No, well, you're, you're guilty by association, both <laughs> right. you and Daddy Vass. <laughs> Fair enough. The, the listeners are accusing us of um, being on the drugs. You well, know. you two. Mm. Is, I mean. Talk, talk it up, man. Raider Mal. Raider Mal says, I don't need to watch Big Bang Theory tonight. Just quietly, one of the worst shows ever made, Raider Mel. After what Sat just said about Southwell, I've had more than enough comedy for one night. Also said Tamika Upton. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm a huge fan of the women's game, but let's not be silly. Um, Payne Haas running at Jess Southwell. Come on, Sats. That's Paul McNicholas. It's That's not. The, it is. It's not. <laughs> it is. It's not. Payne Haas running at Jess Southwell. Yeah, it's not happening. Mm. Crystal ball predictions for 2024. <laughs> Toolkit depot, tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. What do you got for us, Daddy Vass? Um, Jesse Southwell. Yeah. Uh, no. Will she play? <laughs> <laughs> um, so You're all sexist. What, what, That's what? what you are. You're all sexist. Hit us with it. So um, now you're close to this club, right? Yep. What will we learn about the Sharks by this time next year? Um, well, I, I think with the changes that were made at the back end of the season and we saw a, a little bit of a, a, a stronger performance from the Sharks, um, I think Moylan's moved on now, Connor Tracy's moved on. Um, not that Connor Tracy was ever an issue, but I just feel like, um, what, what Fitzy might learn is that he, you know, when things aren't looking the way that he wants them to look and if he's got options to make the changes quicker. Not, not to just, you know, hope and wait and give guys time. Yeah, give guys to play themselves like, back in the yeah, form. You, you can't afford to do that. Yeah, you, you've you've got to make decisions. Um, you got to be pretty hard and fast. Um, you know, I got a, a bit of a business mentor of mine. He said, if you're going to do one thing in your business, it's fire early. He goes, don't you haven't got time to so sit there and wait off, and wait and wait because if it's bad at the start, it's probably going to continue to be bad. Um, so it's sort of sort of a bit like that with players, unfortunately. And you get, you can't afford to wait for them to get better in first grade. They've got yeah. to go back and get better and then come back up. And sometimes that little stroll out of the team makes them a better, better, better player for when they do come back. And I think that's probably what the Sharks will learn or Fitzy will learn. Because you look at the Sharks team, where, 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 where do they struggle? Like, you, you know where I think they struggle? In their consistency. And that's their, their, their top game. Which so can be nine phenomenal. Or, nine or ten out of ten, yeah. And then their bad game is horrific. Yeah. And that comes down to, you know, a lot of things. But, but predominantly, that you got to put that on the coach. Because the talent's there. Now, it's, you know, what, what the, I think the coaching has probably got to pick up a bit because the talent's there. They've got a great back row. They've got great finishes on the wings. They've got, you know, on his day, uh, I, I wouldn't say he's an elite fullback yet, but uh, Kennedy is pretty close. 
um, they've got a Dalian winning halfback. They've got, you know, front rollers that can cart the ball forward. Um, probably not the strongest centres this year. The centres, Jesse and, and Talakai, probably didn't have their best years, but they've got a little bit of work to do. Well, not strike centres. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're mm. damaging centres. Well, they centers. got Hero there who's, um, you know, waiting for his opportunity. Young Dykes is Dykes due is to come back too, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what's missing. Like I, I, we spoke about this last week, Rat, while you're on your eighth week of your holiday, and um, I just think even though they got a Dalian medal winner and could have won it again this year, based on the count with Nico Hines, th- there just seems to be an unpredictability that they need in their game. Mm. You know, they're hard to get your Walkers and your Munsters, those sort of players. But yeah. I can see, you know, if if you got a just say a Nico Hines and they might say a Tommy Dearden. Together, mm, that'd be handy. Uh, just that, yeah, just that cherry on top. If the Jerome Sharks Lui. signed um, Ezra Man, yeah, Jerome Luai, yeah, would that propel them? Absolutely, oh, top four. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Port Adelaide Dragon thinks, lads. I tell you what, we'll learn about the Sharks this time next year. We will learn that they are yet again imposters who have been carried through the year with another easy draw. They've beaten four top eight teams in three years. Mm, and that's that's a huge problem. Yep. It is it's a huge problem. And that's what I'm saying. Their 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 poor performance and their and their good performance. There's too big a gap. Mm. Um, their consistency isn't isn't good enough. And that you know that's got to be something that the coaches need to look at. Mm. All right, Daddy number two. Next one. So Dom Dom Young's move to the Roosters. Yeah. Uh, will be the top try scorer in 2024. Scored 23 for, for tries. the Roosters or for the for the comp for the comp for the comp for the comp. He scored 23 mm, tries this club. year. Oh, so who was feeding him the ball? There Ponga. Was Ponga. Yeah. Uh, and Ponga. And Ponga. <laughs> Ponga again. Mm. No, he's, he, he, you know, Bradman Best. Was it Bradman Best? Bradman Best was on the, he was on the right, right. Dom Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. so no. Uh, Dane Gagai. Dane Gagai. So mm. at the Roosters, you've got Keary. Mm-hmm. Pick. Tedesco. Can you push the pick thing, please? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yep. Tedesco. Pink, yep. Tedesco. Okay. Uh, uh, Young Walker. Sammy Walker. Joey Manu, who will play on the same side, you'd think. I'm saying yes. Have to give him two. I'm saying yes, he'll score more than 23. Wow. Uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll have a lunch bet with you. Uh, unless the others share the tries. Not, yeah. not, not that he won't score more mm-hmm. than 23. Okay. But I'll have a lunch bet with you that Joseph Wali'i Scores, scores more tries. Scores than more. More tries than Dom Young. Mm. <laughs> hey, it says it hasn't <laughs> even word. started yet. I like that. That was good, Daddy Bass. Well done. All right, boys. Number three. Mm-hmm. Now, we've touched on this a couple of weeks ago, but let's get rat involved. Right. What player will have a breakout year? Oh. Boom. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm liking Avarillo up at the Dolphins under Wayne Bennett. He, he showed some glimpses of brilliance and he's got great speed. I think that's what that team's been missing in the centres, hence they, they moved um, Hammer, Hammer into the centres. Yep. Um, they were struggling a little bit with speed out there. Uh, I think he has a breakout year in the centres for the Dolphins under the coaching of Wayne Bennett. <laughs> Couldn't agree anymore. Tell you what, mm. honestly, if they can keep all their squad on the park, and Piakura is going to have a breakout year too. Listen, hang on, Brandon Piakura. <laughs> I love. Pia I know why you've done that. <laughs> I know why you've done that. Okay, because we have got one of the listeners here saying, uh, "Grant from Aspley, what about the love that Rat shows Brendan Piakura? Careful, Sats. He'll be getting around the studio like a half-open pocket knife." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I will say, I am a little, he does excite me. He does excite me. I just love the way he moves. We, we get it, mate. I okay? just love it. We understand. <laughs> he can hit. He runs great lines. Oh, His acceleration. I, I call the game uh, under 19s, Australian, Australian, was it Australian school boys, school boys 18s. Yeah. I think it was 18s it was. It was Jack Howarth and Pierre Cura were the back rowers. And Reese Walsh was fullback. Hammerstone Tabio was centre. Yep. Pierre Cura was... He was a Peter freak. Kura was a standout. He was a freak. Oh, yeah. there you go. Mm. So, mate, I know my stuff. I'm going to say, I was going to say Paul Alamotti. I think he's, a, he's only signed one year with Penrith. Like, it's an amazing get. I'm hearing less money as well. Um, I think with the players around him, I think he could have a real breakout season. But he's got to make first grade first. Taylor mm. Mays back, of course. Taruva on one wing. Uh, but I'm going to say the return of Roger Tuovasa-Shek. I think he, he could be the difference, I think. Oh, for the Warriors, he could be. Too. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I just think he might struggle a little bit with speed sets at the game. Do you reckon? Speed of the game. Well, just like the intent, like the the intensity. Defensively, of, maybe. No, no. I'm not not speed. Like, like he's got speed, but mm-hmm. but the um the, the 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 intensity of the game and the continuity of the game. Like rugby union has a lot of stop start. Like what I found when I came back was it was just uh, like it, it almost overwhelmed me. Like how I how actually thought the jerseys were, or well, that and yeah. um, uh, that I was literally, if there was a seagull anywhere near me on a football field in the first ten minutes, I would have inhaled it. <laughs> I had to keep all the small children away. Oh, from you me. came back in the centres too. Yeah. I remember that first game against the Dragons, and it was it Titans. was hard, mate. It, mm. It's a, it's a different name, and it is far more intense, far more harder um, physically. Um, you know, particularly for a back yeah. like Roger. Um, He'll be he'll be shocked. Yep. Mm. Tell you what, I hope Luke Metcalf plays a full season. Well, there you go. You had Luke Metcalf into it. Kirk Catewell, mm. bit of experience. Well, hey, ask, hey. Look, look at what Sonny Bill yeah. like. How hard Sonny Bill Williams found it when he came back to the Roosters. Remember that remember first game? With, remember oh, when Sam Burgess yeah. ran straight? He, la- over the top? he lasted about <laughs> eight minutes, and he was just like, "This is." Rid- no, and that's a guy that's won World Cup Supreme playing for the athlete. All Blacks. Yeah. Mm. It, it, it's it's like night and day. Yep. I'm telling you. Who do they have round one? You were 64 kilos when you came back. I know. (laughs) Rampaging still. Uh, Let's get to the break. Uh, Thanks to Toolkit Depot, everything you need under one roof, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear in store and online. We'll get to your text next. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Sats and Rad on a Tuesday. Oh, Daddy Vass as well chiming in. Uh, we're going to get to as many of your text messages as we can. Now, Bondi Jack, actually, very early on in the show, mm. we spoke about Sideshow Bob, which is Matty Peterson, who helps you out with your tyres on your trucks. He does. He says, Sideshow Bundle Bob, tires. he runs the tyre shop in Upton Street Bundle next to the 1300 metre mark. It is. The Gold Coast, the Gold Coast, Coast track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bundle tyres. When I, when, I when I back the truck in there, I can see over the fence. If you go on a Saturday, <laughs> just drive up there and park up and watch your races. Now, uh, I used to think Rooster Muzz was a flog, but not anymore. Rooster Muzz is no, now up there with Glenn. This is on the back of Rooster Muzz and his, was his best team of the last 
50 years, I think it was, wasn't it? His kangaroo side. Pretty handy side it was. Crime Scene says, I can picture you as a movie star, Rat. This is you sitting next to Baz Luhrmann. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm waiting for a call. Yeah. Um, mm. So this was at... At the Miami High School. Um, oh, yeah, young bloke. Yeah, um, presentation. Presentation. Mm. I can see you as a movie star, Rat. You have a lot of Dustin Hoffman for Midnight Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, he wears these crap hats oh, and these yeah. riding boots. I've got to say, the riding but the Ringers Western riding boots are pretty... They're pretty cool. Oh, they're mad. I like they them. are mad. I like them. Mate, I just got, you, you know what we're saying, what's, what, what, what's wrong with the Sharks? Like, what is it? Yeah. I just got a message from a mate of mine. He mm-hmm. used to coach, one of our coaches at the Lobbies, he said, and this is back in the day when the Lobbies were good, he said, um, Sharks are too small. Too small? Mm. They're massive. No, they're not. No, I think about it, they're not. Toby Rudolph's a good size. Yes, Toby Rudolph is. Braden Ueli, mm. good size. Royce Hunt. Mm. What, I haven't convinced you yet? No. Are you serious? Sifatalakai in the centres? Yeah, but I don't think he's a centre. What about that huge bloke off the bench? Oh, young oh, yeah, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy, yeah, yeah, he from, yeah. But, I mean, he's, he's just coming. But Tommy you, you look at their back uh, row. Like, they don't have a, you know, Nick, Nick, Nick Cora. Nick Cora's Nick, not big. Big Wilton? Big Wilton, not huge. Good he's size a good back row. Big. When he, could, he could have a point. He could make, he make, he make, well, make a point there. Hmm. I'd like to see him up, you know. I'll have a look at that. Start of next season. Okay. Might be the thing that's hurting them. Keep it on your eye. Yeah, I'll keep on it on your scope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony texts in and says, Wally says Kenny was the best he ever came up against. Well, Wally has to say that because... <laughs> because Kenny gave him a bath on Bert a number of occasions. <laughs> <laughs> number of occasions. Would have been interesting to see Wally in the, the week-to-week Sydney competition. Now, I grew up watching the Brisbane Rugby League comp. South Magpies were my, my team. I used to love going watching Ash Lumby and Bruce Astle and Gary Belcher and... Um, you know, Mal Meninga and co, Normie Carr when he went there. Um, but the Sydney competition was still a little bit of a step ahead when it comes to the, I suppose, the, the strength of the, the teams down the bottom of the, the ladder. Yeah. Would have been interesting to see how Wally would have gone week to week. I mean, he would have dominated. Mm. But, you know, doing it on a, a consistent basis against real quality opposition as well. I mean, the BRL had quality opposition. But, but probably not. Across all teams. Yeah, well, the bottom teams, I think, wouldn't have matched up with the bottom teams in Sydney no. back in the day. Uh, text from Mike. Hey, Sats and Matt, in my opinion, Valentine Holmes on his best day could be compared to the should-be immortal Brett Kenny. Mike, I've got to say, his his actual running style and his balance, mm. you're probably right, both he and Steve Ella, they were really balanced when they run. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's not yep. a bad com- comparison. Style-wise only. Port Adelaide Dragon says, lads, Kurt Capewell, massive for the Warriors. Can hit a hole. Yep. Yep. Uh, Does all the little things really well. Mm. Yeah. Now, Robert Burrow tomorrow, we asked the question, or you asked the question, Daddy Vass, around crystal ball. What will we learn about them in 12 months? Robert Burrow tomorrow says, the Sharks lack ticker. And size. <laughs> lack size. <laughs> I'll tell you the biggest side in the competition. Who? Who do you think? Penrith. No, Canberra. Manly. Manly. Oh, yeah, Manly are a big side. You're right. I was at a Penrith game against Manly, and they come down the tunnel, and there was Ola Kawatu, Mate, that, You know, that, that stems back to the Bozo days. Bozo just loved big dudes. Mm. Like, how I got picked in his Australian side in 1998 is beyond me. He, <laughs> might, he must have, mum, Dad must have had some video or something from, an, from a kangaroo tour that he held over his head or something. But, yeah, um, yeah like, he loved big players. Um, he, was, uh, he was known for that. 
Uh, on the uh, on the debate between uh, league and union being hard, he said, boys, I feel like Brad Thorne put that debate to bed. He spoke about coming back to league and was desperate for a scrum or a line-out. And he played for the All Blacks and Kangaroos, who at the time were head and shoulders, the best teams in each code. Shotto. Yeah, yes. yeah. it's true. Um, it's just a harder game. It, no, there's, I mean, you don't have to back up 10 okay, metres. Rat, can I ask you, and I asked Craig Gower, this former teammate, he went over and played in France. Salon, yeah, yeah. Yeah, rugby. And, mm. and he loved his time, both he and his wife Amanda over there, and as you would. And he was getting paid really good money. Mm. And I said, tell me what your stats would look like in a game. Now, he was playing inside centre. Maybe, yeah. Outside 12. centre. Would that make yeah, sense? Yeah, he'd play yeah. 12. Yeah, yeah. Inside centre he'd play. So he was playing in the centres. And I said, what would your stats look like? And he said, I would probably have, I'd t- probably touch the ball anywhere from probably five or six times a game. Mm. And I'll, I'll be lucky to make four or five tackles. Mm. Is that fair? Oh, playing in Europe at that time, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, they kick the ball a lot. Um, don't, don't, don't run the ball a lot. It's all about field position, winning penalties and kicking goals. Mm. Um, and if you're not number 10, the ball doesn't generally get past the number 10. He yep. normally gets it and kicks it. So changed a little bit now, but um, yeah, over in Europe, a lot, lot of rain, a lot of wet weather footy, kicking the ball. I think I've said this on a number of occasions about Brad Thorne, but when he brings out a book, it'll be one of the great reads, one mm. of the great sporting reads. The journey that he trekked, which was played rugby union and then went to rugby league, won a comp with the Broncos, then went back to rugby and knocked back a very a very expensive contract because he thought he didn't deserve it with the mm. Crusaders. First player in the history of the All Blacks to knock back an All Black jersey because mm. he thought he didn't deserve it. Mm. And then went back to Rugby League. Now, won a World Cup, went back to Rugby League, won another comp with the Broncos in 06, went back to Rugby Union, won another World Cup and Super Rugby titles. <laughs> Talk about a game time. changer. And Can in I, between that, he took Tom off to go and build churches. Can I tell you, mate, I, he told me he was going to play for the All Blacks when he what? was 19 years old. He was my roommate in the Australian under-19 side. <laughs> he told me he was going to play for the All Blacks. While and he was I, playing league. At, while he was playing league as a 19-year-old. <laughs> and I'd just come from rugby knowing exactly everything to know about the, well, well, what I knew about the All Blacks. And you don't just go and play for the All Blacks. And him saying that, I laughed at him. Mm. I'm like, mate, are you kidding? Like, you are playing rugby league in Australia. And you think you're going to play for the All Blacks? We played them in. What two, an idiot I was! We played them in 2000 at Penrith Park one Friday night, and 20 meter tap, mm. missed goal. Uh, sorry, no, went over dead ball line. 20 meter tap, and usually the winger Wendell or Lottie would bring it in or whoever it may be, mm. or Mick Hancock back then. But I still got the video at home, the old VHS. But Brad Thorne runs onto the ball off the hooker. Mm. I think it was Luke Prittis, mm. and. He manhandles while he's got the ball. He's grabbing us opposition players. Yep. He's grabbing us and just throwing, throwing us around, around like life. we're children. <laughs> it's, it's quite comical, actually. Mate, he's just throwing us he away. He's the biggest human <laughs> on the planet. And mm. one of the loveliest guys yeah. as well. Uh, great to hear Adrian. Uh, great to hear him. Uh, that's, of course, Brett Kenny. Mm. Adrian should read Wally Carr's book, My Longest Round. In it, Wally describes Ray Price as his toughest street fight he ever had. I could see that. I reckon oh, I reckon Ray Price would bite your ear off or mm. he'd do everything he can Lives to win. Lives at Benora Point now. Plays golf down there. Well, can yeah. I tell you a story? Uh, he was, a, he was a, a bus driver. Yeah, yeah. And I was going for a, a run one day and a bus 
pulled up at a bus station and it was at Rabina on the Gold Coast, actually mm. not far from the studio. Mm. And the bus pulled up and I was running towards the front of the bus, so against yeah. the traffic. Bus pulled up, door opened up, and this, I reckon he would have been 16, this kid just come flying out the door, just flying out, head yeah, first. Right. And he hit the grass on the edge of the pavement and hit the ground and his bag came out after him. It's like a scene from a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to the kid. I said, you all right? He goes, yeah, this old bloke just threw me <laughs> off the bus. I looked up and it was Ray Price oh, driving mate. the bus. <laughs> the kid yeah. had no idea he was dealing with. Doesn't, oh. doesn't suffer fools, the yeah. old uh, Ray Price. Yeah, and true. Playing up. Yep. Dave from Hornsby Heights. Um, no, I don't have HIA. I may have HIA with my mm. Jesse Southwell and Tamika Upton uh, comment. Anyway, let's get to a break. Uh, on Sports Day with Sats and Rat, and after that, we will wrap up the show. The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. We haven't got long left. Um, quick text, uh, FP says, your mum must have been a great person. She lived on Raymond Terrace Road, the same as me. Yeah, you're right, FP. She did, Raymond Terrace Road. I love it. Mm. East Maitland. Um, we've got Glenn. Glenn, how are you? You've got... You got 15 seconds. Hello, Sat. Give us your best. Give yeah, us your I know, best. mate. So, good night, boys. I'll catch up with you tomorrow night, boys. We're going to go and hang some Boston now. See you, boys. Bye bye. See you, mate. Oh, good See you, rat. Well, we, we got it Love up. you, boys. See you, Glenny. Love you, mate. Merry Christmas. Um, we've got it. We've got a good. We've got a text here. Um, just on rat perceiving the sharks being sports from Stormy Daniel. He says, on the back of the Sharks releasing Moylan and now Tracy, not to mention the retirement of Wade Gray. Are the Sharks building a war chest to have a crack at Pernilla Blake? Wow. Aggressive little forwards or a diamond doesn't. Pernilla Blake would compliment the Sharks. Pack almost make it elite. He yeah. would. Mm. He definitely would. He would. I think there's some, there's some pretty full-on guidelines around this release of, I'm, I'm hearing, yeah. from the Warriors. And it's not just a, yeah, it's all right, you can go. It's got to be a Sydney club. It's a player mm. swap for Kurt Catewell. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't think Three-way. So. Three-way. Mm. Uh, thanks for all your texts tonight. Outstanding involved in the show. We got through as many as we can, and uh, Port Adelaide Dragon. We did get your joke. We just couldn't. Uh, we just couldn't tell the uh, tell the listeners. Thanks for all your texts. Outstanding show. Brett Kenny, two segments outstanding as well. And if you've missed it, make sure you get the podcast. Sen League. It is up now for your friends who may have missed it. Make sure you push them towards the podcast. This is Sats and Rat for Sports Day. Rat, have a good break. Merry Christmas, everyone. I'll be back for the Chrissy Show. Good stuff. I'm going to take my break now. See you tomorrow night. <laughs>